HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures, a five-generation Georgia-based beef and poultry farm determined to conduct business in an honorable manner. For more information, visit whiteoakpastures.com. I'm Mike Calameco from Food Talk. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sound in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte, and I can't think of a better thing to do today than sit in the studio on a beautiful day and drink some rum. And I. In the studio today, luckily enough, I have my buddy Manny Pena from Diplomatico Rum. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So you are the the brand ambassador for Diplomatico in the states, and you guys actually you had a, a competition yesterday. Can you tell me some a uh, little bit about that? Yes. Uh, yesterday we had an opportunity of have twelve of the best contestants in the whole um, New York area. Um, Wait, I wasn't there. Come on. Come on. You were probably working. But um, we we selected um, from a submission of um, over like 50 recipes across um, the New York area. We selected 12 contestants um, who um, battled it out yesterday. And it was it was amazing to see like, you know, you are stuck with one brand. And yeah, you think. But like when you, those bartenders have the time to like really rise to, to the occasion and, and get creative and get open um outside of their um normal environment that they are like regularly in um for them to just go in and you know go crazy with ingredients go crazy fermenting stuff um it was pretty 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 fun to watch cool i mean there's i've been at a few uh competitions over the past couple weeks and it's really interesting to see i i kind of I, I'm not very competitive, so I I, I try not to uh, enter competitions. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but it's uh, uh, frightening to me <laughs> as a person who might enter to see like what kind of creativity is happening with a lot of the cocktails that are being entered into the competitions. And uh, what were some of the the cool things that you saw yesterday? Um, fermenting roots, making their own uh, sodas, making like drinks with yogurt. Uh, like, you know, like really, really interesting stuff. Uh, it was really, really fun to watch. Yeah. Totally. What do you, I mean, 
when you're at these competitions, uh, what are some of the things that you look for? I mean, is it, it? I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of everything. But what are some of the things that stand to you? It's like the presentation, the, the, it, the it's 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 as a whole. I mean, it's it's a, it's a complete package. You have to look for like different um, elements. You look for craftsmanship. You look like the technique. Um, from a barman, you know, like somebody really handling themselves. And uh, as well, something very important is the story of the drink. It's not just uh, mixing uh, ingredients. It's just like really like a, like a canvas. And they go and they explain why um, this and this. And they come with a story like of this gentleman who was freed from France, Papillon. And like it was to be free, the butterfly. That was a name of the drink and like it's it's more than than just a drink in front of you like it's it's the whole story it's like grasping um really interesting factors like stuff as well personal experiences that you could apply to to that drink and the way that you communicate that uh as a final product that's where pretty much is it's, it's the judge is based on yeah i think it's interesting the way that change over even like the last few like three or five three to five years you know whereas before it was you would submit a recipe right and then the panel would recreate the recipe the cocktail and uh judge by that but now it's there's so much more involved um like you said you know the backstory the the technique um just like there's so many elements that go into it and you know you can't really you can't really express that when you enter a submission through like an email you know, it's you have to be there because, like, it, the nature of what this is is, you have a bartender making this drink for you and explaining it to you. So it's like it's really interesting to see that whole package come along. But only you make the drink. You know how to make it. You know, like as a chef, it, you are a chef with with your ingredients. Like you have, like sometimes, like in your mind, you have a vision, and then when you taste it, it's not what you thought it was going to be, and and vice versa. I mean, like just by having elements and just. Uh, the juice you could readjust the recipe it, it's never the same thing email but you, you know um judging by that criteria like pulling those drinks like you just looking for balance between elements and you know with experience you you get to but it's never the same thing as somebody making their recipe and showing you how to peel that orange from that angle and like those oils properly spread around the glass like it's just nobody does it like you like you do it. It's, it's yeah. I always personal. I always think that you know I could I could always like look at a cookbook and create like make a dish, but it's always going to taste better. So it, in general, I think that a drink or a dish is always going to taste better if someone else makes it for you. You know, <laughs> it's like when you go to different places who specialize in stuff, and and that's where like you go to Spain and you somebody's drinking rum and coke, and you like what why. And then you see the the bartender with a big globe, like good ice, uh, Mexican Coke. And he's like putting the orange peel and the lemon peel and the way that he's pouring the Coca-Cola over the like um, the spoon. spoon. It's just dramatically when you put it in your mouth and you're like, yeah, this is the best rum and Coke I ever had in my whole life. People kind of tend to forget that Coca-Cola is basically like a carbonized Amaro. You know, it really is. Well, without alcohol. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, someone told me that like seven years ago. I was like, oh, I like whiskey and Amaro together. And I also like bubbles in my drink. So I'm not a hater. You know, I I like that. Um, Yeah. So, well, 
tell me about let's talk about Diplomatico. Why don't you give me the rundown on Diplomatico? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Diplomatico, um, it's a brand um, from the foothills of Venezuela. Uh, this area, it's the most beautiful area for cane growing. Uh, we're talking about 80% of the total cane growing in Venezuela happens in this area. Uh, Venezuela, it's huge. Like, it's a huge territory in this area specifically. Um, by having all that cane sugar, uh, they traditionally been harvesting sugar there, so they built this um, distillery like right around there. So great source of water, um, fantastic he- um, weather conditions um, for cane growing and for rum aging. So it's it's just perfect. You have you have all the all the conditions to to make um, great rum. Um, Diplomatico, it's the smallest out of the the whole production um, of the plant. This is like the the baby. This is the baby project who started um, around um, a few years back with Seagrams. Seagrams launched um, Diplomatico as a brand, um, as a would would historic package of rare rums of the Caribbean, uh, which I think it was way ahead of its time. This was we're talking about like. 10, 12 years ago when they had a package of four bottles of rum being sold for like 150 bucks. Like now you see Compass Box, now you see more and more products within that criteria. But rum was never um, seen after like a premium drink. Like it was it was always very comfortable. So it was ahead of this, ahead of this time and they, you know, decided to sell the, the, the distillery. And whoever who bought the distillery was the same people who were employed by them. So right now it's owned by um, two families in Venezuela. And they are just doing this, this really fantastic product that it's, you know, pretty much cutting surface in the States. But in Europe, it's one of the, the top rums, like in, you know, in Spain and France. And like you think of like markets like India, like. Mm-hmm. Russia and doing doing really 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 well. Um, this is um, a rum now. Uh, it's being made by a gentleman called Tito Cordero, el maestro. He's the master. He has won on in the rum fest in the UK uh, two years in a row, best distiller in the world. Like the guy's like serious about like his his spirits. Um, yeah, you guys have won a ton of awards. Yes, it's like one of the most awarded rums in the world. I, I'm very, very happy. That makes it. That makes the selling much, much easier. Makes your job easier, right? Yeah, <laughs> much, much. But the, um, the secret about the diplomatico, it's pretty much you gotta taste and you gotta see the standards of, of the company as a company. When you see like their their entry level, uh, rum. Um, let's say the Añejo. It's this one is a four years old, by Venezuelan law, um, which they have to be um, adhered to the AOC laws of Venezuela. Um, rum only has to be aged for two years, and you know, for them to re- their first release is a four year old. It, it kind of shows you where they trying to position themselves as a brand, and and jumping from that to the Blanco. Like we have our white sipping rum. It's the only like white rum that has been aged like it's the white rum is a six-year-old uh that after we aged it for six years we charcoal filter the color and then you end up with white rum it's kind of cheating 
because it's so smooth, it's wow. so creamy, it has so many different notes, and and it's just beautiful. Um, in all the products, the the common use is um, bourbon cask. Mm-hmm. We use bourbon cask and throughout the whole line from the añejo to reserva exclusiva. Um, the main difference is the the chemical composition of the actual rum. That it's not just molasses um, based rums. Um, you can make rums as well from cane juice, like agricoles and. But Diplomatico is particularly made with cane honey, which is pretty much taking fresh cane juice, um, evaporating the water, and ending up with um, high viscosity, um, but very good, good, good product um, for distillation of like higher quality rums. Like we um, ferment this cane honey, and then the cane honey is only distilled in copper pot. And then aged for 12 years. Um, in the case of the Reserva Exclusiva, and it's just they just magical. And you have to put them like in front of in front of you. And you, after you taste, you I think you that's where you you gain people right away. Are you telling me we should taste it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, all this talk has got me kind of crazy right now. Well, we should start with the añejo, uh, which is the four year old. Uh, this one it's a com- it's a composition. Um, this is a mixing rum. Um, but this one is a composition of um, 20% molasses and eight, 20% cane honey and 80% molasses. My apologies. Uh, and this is aged, like I mentioned, for four years in former bourbon cask. Salute. Salute. You know, I love bourbon and I love rum, so thanks for putting those together. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's, you know, it's approachable but this is this I, is I, our, I want to apologize to the listeners sorry you can't be joining us right now or or maybe you have a bottle at home or hopefully you're not driving and <laughs> listening to this in your car <laughs> but yeah it, it's delicious go ahead no uh so this is the this is the four-year-old this is añejo uh diplomatic añejo this is more for for mixing with your amaro soda <laughs> <laughs> and you know like goes very well with juices um like tropical juice especially and you know has like very good balance but it has like very nice notes of vanilla very nice notes of um toasty notes that i love yeah, it's delicious i mean i remember the first time i saw it diplomatico i think it was probably like i mean you said there was a a, a launch for it about two years ago at dead rabbit at dead rabbit right yeah. which is an amazing place jack and john Awesome guys, uh, and Pam. Don't forget and about Pam. Pam. Oh yeah, Don't Pam. Pam, Pam and Jillian and everyone. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I could I could run down the whole roster of people. Working. Um, but I remember seeing it about like I guess probably for the first time maybe like four or five years ago, and I picked up a bottle. I can't remember where it was, but I just instantly fell in love with it. Um, I really like this style of rum because it, like you said, it's it's very easily to, like mixable, but at the same time. You know, I, I like drinking rum straight. You know, just just having it like on ice, like like one cube, or just neat. You know, and this is like one of those rums where you can totally sip on it. You know, it's great. It's very versatile. I yeah. mean, you could have like on the rocks, and and your girlfriend could be like, oh, you just add a little lime juice, a little simple syrup, and you whip a daiquiri right. like right there. And, and that's it's always just... the test, isn't it? Oh, that's anytime that's... a new rum is around, you're like, all right, well, no, we got to make a daiquiri now. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> see how it plays out. This this is like I know, you know, diplomatico. Like 
in Brooklyn, like Maison Premier, like mm-hmm. this, this is where like all the daiquiris are made with um, Reserva Exclusiva. I mean, Maxwell has done wonders there with um, this product. I, I can't thank enough. Yeah, cool. Let's take a quick break, and we we'll get back. I just think that there's like such an amazing movement with rum right now. So let's talk about that when we get back. All right, back in a moment with Manny from Diplomatico. This one's called Let's Not by Shadowbox. You're listening to The Speakeasy on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. red meat abattoir or slaughterhouse and its own USDA inspected poultry abattoir or slaughterhouse. We partner with Whole Foods to deliver our high quality meat and poultry from Miami, Florida all the way to Princeton, New Jersey. One family, one farm, five generations, 145 years. A full circle return to sustainable land stewardship and humane animal stockmanship. For more information, please visit our website whiteoakpastures.com And we are back. We were just talking about the Diplomatico Room with our buddy Manny and um, there's a bunch of different expressions that they have now. The first one I ever saw was the one that actually was the this one, the one that we were sipping on before the break, the uh, the four year, and we're still sipping on it right now. But I can't wait to get into some of the other expressions. Some of the things that I've noticed recently, and this conversation comes up a lot, you know, especially with certain things like, first of all, the the kind of uh, the situation that like American whiskeys are in right now, where they're kind of harder to get hold of they're like running lower on supply and um it's there was such a big wave of american whiskey uh enthusiasm over the last like five years or so um and it's great that that happened and that it is happening i love that um but what's really cool about that is that it's ushered in a lot of different spirits that you know gin is gin's always kind of like been like kind of in the top five but look like closer to five than gin one a, gin is like the stepchild like it's yeah truly truly is um but yeah i mean like the brown spirits it's growing drastically and dramatically and it hasn't stopped and we all thought like the the tequila um bandwagon was gonna like just derail like l- like weeks ago and you know still like every week it's coming a whole new brand Sure. tequila or rum or like brown is hot and you know inexpensive products who aren't like two three hundred bucks like for your uh masses it's it's really 
what they after the masses, but a little premium. Yeah, it's, it's it's that's I think that's the goal right now. I think well, I think that rum is about to just. I think it's already kind of like moving in the direction, but I think it's kind of starting to explode right now. Um, with especially with like the the revival of all of the like tiki movements and stuff like that. But it's not just just that i think it's people like really appreciating like we're talking about uh a little bit in the break there are all these higher end aged rums that are coming out all these different expressions from different distilleries that are kind of like you mentioned like zacapa before and like some of the the facundo uh bacardi stuff and stuff i think there's like just so much exciting things happening with rum and the other thing about rum also is that you can't just you know when you read old cocktail books and it says aged rum you're like, wait a minute, what aged rum? Because they're they're so different from island to island, country to country. You know, and, and is it agricole? Is it is it uh, industrial? You know, it, it's it's a really amazing category that can't really be funneled into here's one rum. You know, so that's what's great about you know brands like yourself having all these different expressions, and we have the Blanco in front of us now, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like. Looking within all like all those different expressions, uh, like we are within a house style, um, you know, warm tropical um, Venezuela. So stylistically, our rums tend to be like within like like monodimensional. Like, but you see like rums from like Guadalupe. You see rum from Barbados. You see rums from Fiji. Uh, mm-hmm. Rums like you know rums from Cuba. Rums like from all the islands. Like being so different and so interesting so i think it's it's super hard when you when you find a book from like 1890s and they just saying like h rum it's it's kind of yeah like hard to interpret that it really is and even if it said white rum if this one is so different i mean it's <laughs> it's like you said before the break like it's so it's like creamy and it's got a lot of structure to it you know it's 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 very rich for a white rum it's got kind of like a butterscotchy like richness to it and if you taste it blindfold, like it'll be very, very, very hard for you to say it's a white rum. It's almost like an Irish whiskey. In like, to me, it is. You know, it's like you, you could do so much with this. A lot of times, there there are certain, you know, there are certain drinks that certain old school cocktails that are, the, you know, the rare like stirred white rum drink, like the like El Presidente, things like that. It, depending on what white rum, which white rum you use in that drink, it could it could fall apart or it could be really great. This would be awesome in El Presidente. I I totally agree. And like going back to the conversation that we were having about daiquiri, um, you know, like in all essence, you think like a daiquiri will be just like equal parts of rum. But um, when I was mentioning Maison Premier, they're using equal parts of a rum that is twelve years old with equal parts of an agricole rum. And then simple, and then lime, and that's where they're finding so many dimensions, and and it's so so cool to 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 see, and to understand. The more that we understand our spirits, is the more the better drinks we're gonna end up making. And I think drinks now are are better than they ever been. I mean, like we have now sure. like sourcing of like great fruit. You we have sources of like you know the the. the geeky as weird as ingredients we could find right now we could find like great cardamom but imagine if you were like in louisiana in like 1950 i, I don't know as creative as you wanted to be like you don't have access to all, all this and now when you go you go to a little bar in harlem and you sit down and 
to and like 67 orange and you know and somebody's making a proper drink and you like we come <laughs> yeah it's and it's awesome it is amazing you know i i always say i feel like a broken record a lot of times but i just i keep saying it because it's true we're just living in the best most exciting time for cocktails and for spirits in general and drinks in general and food in general we're just really lucky it's legal it's legal everything's legal now <laughs> most of it's legal oh i mean like we're, we're getting close to that yeah, too. I mean, like, it's, it's just it's it's great. I mean, like when I'm running around with I'm as a rum runner. It's it was like, like my kids now. It's okay for my kid to pick up a, a six pack and pass it to me. <laughs> but like you know, you think about it, you look seventy years back. Like it wasn't the same the same thing. And it's just beautiful to be a rum runner in yeah. 2014. That's awesome. You get. To, I hope on your business card it says rum runner. <laughs> I'm gonna change that. Yeah, you should change that. <laughs> Yeah, this is really cool. I mean, like when I when I have this, it's it doesn't make me. I mean, of course, I would like I said before, you know, I'd always test out a rum as a daiquiri, but this one, it's like, I don't know, it's like I want to do other things with this rum, this with the white rum. It's really really cool, um, man. Tiki drinks. Yeah, <laughs> lots. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I want to put things like passion fruit and like some different spices in it. It's really. Cool. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I, yeah, I, feel, I, I feel I feel bad I, because I feel I, like I've tasted everything. But I see like small coming. Yeah, there's like the gears are turning, man. <laughs> Thanks for bringing this on. <laughs> uh, and we are um, about to taste right now um, our Reserva Exclusiva, which is uh, the 12 year old. So this is like the 80 uh, percent of our total production. This is the the workhorse. This is what uh, it you know when people think of Diplomatico. They, oh, that green bottle, yeah, I got it. I give it to my father-in-law, and he loved it. And I have to get it for him every now for for the season. It, yeah, this is like, the first one I had. This one's next. Don't worry, Jack. We're saving some for you. <laughs> I always feel bad for Jack. He's uh, he he hangs out in the booth, and he's we're just talking about rum, and I can see him like just staring in here with like puppy dog eyes. Yeah, I don't feel bad for me. I usually get to taste it. <laughs> it's the listeners that don't get to taste yeah, it. Sorry, listeners. Um, yeah, this is the first one I had. And you know what? I love this one. One of my favorite drinks is a rum old-fashioned. And and I just... It's it's great. Well, I love it in old-fashioned of, of any spirit, really. But especially rum. And this is the one that I've always turned to when I'm sitting at home watching old episodes of Cheers. I always, <laughs> I always make myself a rum old-fashioned with Diplomatico. I wish you were my neighbor. Hey, well, you're welcome to come over anytime. It's on... Cheers is on Netflix, so so it's it's never ending. We should get a we should get a sponsorship from them for that. <laughs> sure. Um, and speaking of old fashioned, um, I just did a cocktail list um, last week here in Brooklyn um, for this account called Spirited, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really cool cool account. Uh, it's a bakery and a full full on mixology bar like. The owner is the baker, so she hired uh, Frank Stilo. Uh, Stilo. Stilo. My boy, Stilo. Stilo's doing um, the cocktail program there, and the rum old-fashioned it's made with uh, Diplomatico Rosero Exclusiva. So, yeah, he's right there. I have to give that to you. Stilo's great, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's one of the best drinks. You know, some. I, I feel like there's... There's beauty in that simplicity, you know, especially because a lot of times when you have a lot of rum drinks, they 
like you said before, like tiki drinks, you know, like they kind of, it, it's a beautiful thing. Like Brian Miller always says, what one rum can do, three can do better. And I get it, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing with tiki drinks. But to me, it's like having uh, uh, a cocktail like an El Presidente or an Old Fashioned, you really let the spirit shine. You know, they come through. You know, to me, like you were saying before, like doing a split, I would, I would love to do uh, a split with the the uh, Blanco and this one here, the, with the twelve year. I think it'd be awesome. Like do like, like it, a fifty fifty split. Actually, you know, it'd be really cool. And just keep it simple with some Angostura, maybe a dash of orange. It'd be amazing. It's, it's one of the like most gratifying drinks. You know, a rum old fashioned. And I don't think people drink them enough. You, you, know? you are, you and I are about to become like really close. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way you're talking about it is like, I'm, I think I'm hearing myself. Like, it's really, really like, all fashions are, you know, like really, it's a great drink. It's very simple and, and like three ingredient cocktails are much, much harder than, than balance. Like, 10, 12 things masking one on top of another. So when you have, like, something coming, like, shining through and, like, making homage to the to the spirit, I think it's 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 the right thing to do. Yeah. So you on the on the side of rum, have, have you seen a lot of uh, kind of, like, upswing with rum, like, in the in restaurants and bars? I mean, like, of course, you, of course you see it all the time, but, like, it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely come a long way, you know? It's become more of a thing that, like, Rather than being used in cocktails all the time, it's like more of a thing where people are actually like, "All right, let's sip on this." Yeah, I mean, it's it's it all. We all have to to thank um, after Diageo purchased Sacapa, and you know, like that segment of rum was enhanced and exploited, and like you know, taking advantage, and nobody else was was doing it. And it's it's really like you know, you see Sacapa everywhere, and you 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 know, people are sipping this rum and it's my constant bottle just going in and, and knocking this brand out but you have to give credit where credit is due like and you know like big pocket from marketing um big companies like to put a certain segment um out there it's just like you know um like a grape vodka like a grape vodka and right. you, you you never thought it was it was gonna really make it but you know you get a public figure and the brand just goes of the sky and it's just like it's the money that you put you put out there and it was a new category being created and and it's just like now with rums and you know like price point is it's a very very important thing and that's why bourbon made the breakthrough like the way you did and and right now supply it's just a problem well that's what's crazy about rum too it's like you look at you know not to knock on any like kind of American whiskeys or anything like that but like when you start looking at these like "Quote unquote moonshines and like white dogs and stuff like that. Why are they so expensive? They're not even like some of them are more expensive than the actual aged product, you know. And then you look at rum and you're like, dude, there's a lot of care and attention that went into this, and a lot of time that went into this, and it's still very affordable. And it's like you get so much joy out of it. Spanish Chinese labor. It's just you are, <laughs> you are. It's it's you are in the islands, and you know, like this is growing like." cane grows there like weed it's just like it's just it's like corn here and but you know if you know it's more expensive to to harvest it here and and over there when you're using like 
uh, byproducts like molasses and using used barrels from who are used to made whiskey. So there's merit um, sure. between all of them, and you know, like they all complement from from each other. But it's it's just for me, it's it's hard to understand when somebody is showing me a whiskey that it's a seven year old whiskey and it costs two hundred fifty bucks, and, yeah. and when I have a product that has been like taking care like better than your seven year whiskey it's just you know there's sometimes a disconnect but you know the people who appreciate good rum um are out there and it's growing and people are getting more savvy and and i think value is very important when you get something in your and your and you already went and you when you're paying on a on a on a, on a bar forty dollars for a shot and you taste something that it's not like a fraction of that and you'll be like this is pretty smooth this yeah. is you know this this is comparable to this and and people get educate themselves and and they just get better at it and that's why that's why i'm here i think yeah <laughs> well i appreciate good rum and i really appreciate your company and uh all the great rum that you brought with you <laughs> and yes we are now very good friends and thanks for coming on the show manny this has been really awesome uh, i i Sometimes feel like I, I I know it all, but I you know that's one of my favorite things about this industry is that you can always learn more, and I've definitely learned a lot today, and I hope that our listeners have as well. So thank you for coming on the show again today, Manny. I know you guys uh, are very busy, and I appreciate you taking the time to be here. No, very very happy to be here, and you know thank thanks for the opportunity of you know telling the people about my beautiful brand. Yeah, absolutely, and check out Diplomatico in your bars. Check out the website and. And to that, I say salute. Salute, hermano. All right. Cheers. And check out Heritage Radio Network for many other amazing programs like this. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>